live in the studio of NYU. Welcome to Where RA Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at New York University. My name is Ben, and I am hosting tonight's show with Tom Ellett. I'm a senior from Newmarket, Ontario in Canada, and I'm studying film and TV, and I'm an RA in Founders. And I'm Tom Ellett, the other co-host, and I serve as the Senior Associate Vice President of Student Affairs. Ben, welcome to the hot seat tonight. Thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure having you on as my co-host. Yeah, it's a pleasure being here. Excellent. Let's tell, talk a little bit about where you sit in terms of your senior year. What is going on? It's April, <laughs> and, and the bloom is coming out on the, on the roses, and yeah. you are doing what? I'm doing what? I am worrying about work after college. That's, that's one thing. Um, my parents are also worried about what I'm doing after college, but we can talk about that later. But you're a Tisch film student. I you am. You shouldn't worry about that. I'm not worried. It'll be okay. The turnaround for recruitment's a little different. All my stern, my stern friends have had jobs since oh. September, but you know. Let's talk a little yeah. bit about your thesis. Okay, let's talk about my thesis. Tell me, you're a film student, so I'm you a have film a film student. thesis you're doing. Yeah. What, what's the story? Uh, the story, it is a absurd comedy about being biracial. Uh, it's super fun. Um, the lead character is at a family reunion, and he gets uh, the two different sides of the family are arguing over him, and he gets split into two people. Um, and so the the black and the white version of him try to uh, argue their way into staying in the family, um, and then they fall in love at the end and come back together. I love it. Thank you. Great story. I appreciate I'm looking it. forward to the big screen someday. Yeah, me too. I really want to see it when it's done. <laughs> That's great. And Founders Hall, treating you well? Oh uh, yeah, totally. Uh, my second year at Founders. Um, great staff. Uh, Paula, the RD, has been there for the entire time I've been there. Super great. Uh, Tom. Uh, also lives in Founders, I so do. <laughs> and you see me from time to time, I'm sure. I do, yeah. Uh, very, very pleasant. He's on the first floor, so we get to see him whenever he comes in and out. Too kind. And our council member as well. Yes, yes. We spend each other. We spend every Monday night every together. Monday, that's great. And tonight we have someone else who has been in the film world and is in the film world. Yes, um, and also a professor uh, at NYU. Who's and, tonight's guest? All right. So tonight our guest is Christopher Roberson who served as an RA in Weinstein for Craig Jolie during the, what, what academic year were you here? That would be back in uh, 97 and 98, back when there was still farmland. Uh -huh. um, I think you could buy uh, milk for like 12 cents. It was, a, it was a different time. Dinosaurs roamed the earth. <laughs> You're not that old, Chris. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, we're glad to have you on, the, on, on today. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you've done since you've graduated from NYU. Well, uh, I've, uh, you know, uh, when I graduated in 98, uh, there was no internet, uh, there was no YouTube, uh, there was no Netflix, so certainly I'm very happy to say that I've been able to kind of uh, kind of go where things have, the, the industry's taken me, so I, I haven't made traditional films, but the wonderful news is that I got to work for Google for three years as a YouTube employee, got to work in that uh, aspect. Uh, I've made a number of web series, uh, I've worked on a number of things that are in mediums that didn't exist when I was in school, so it's been a, it's been fun. But I, but it's one of those things I hate where someone's like, oh, predict where you're going to be ten years from now. It's like but the technology doesn't allow that to happen. But I think you know, in terms of picking some things, Google was a lot of fun, and um, just you know, the things I've been throwing in my lap. Uh, teaching at NYU was not something that's expected. Um, 
the travel I've been able to do. So it's been a, it's been a wild ride. Great. We'll, we'll jump into some of that stuff in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you study at NYU? Uh, I graduated in 1998 with a Bachelor's of Fine Arts in Film, Television, and Radio. Oh, cool. Is that a, is that a double major? Is that like a, a title of a program? Well, no, it's the film program. But the, when you graduate, you're going to get a, a BFA in Film, TV, and New Media. Mm-hmm. But in my day, there was no New Media. It was all old. Oh, so, I did not know this. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying I, I, I have a degree in Film, TV, and Radio. And that, that radio part has gotten me to where I sit right now in 2019, I'm happy to say. In a good place. Uh, back on your time at Washington Square, what were you involved in extracurricularly or was it really focused on the Tisch program? Oh, yeah. I don't think I did a lot of extracurriculars, to be honest with you. I think that a lot of my time was taken up as a, a film student. One of the things, as a, I'm a native New Yorker. I, I, I grew up uh, in, in Chelsea in Manhattan. And in 1994, uh, my friends and I started a, a, a comedy troupe. So for we were in that troupe for a solid 15 years. So uh, that was my free time, um, performing on stage. And, and some, we didn't really travel outside of New York City. But I would say it was filmmaking and the comedy troupe. Did you always want to be an RA while you were an undergrad? There was a glamour to it, you know. I, I think uh, we're. I think you guys watch Game of Thrones, you know. So this predicted. This was before Game of Thrones. I, I think that I, I've always fancied myself a little finger, maybe a maybe a Tyrion. Mm-hmm. So I wanted the power. I wanted the rule over. But I just. I, I thought it was just a great opportunity to, to meet people uh, as a as a New Yorker. I, I know that New York is filled with just people with stories, and uh, I was not disappointed. People were just had wonderful stories to tell about their where they're from and what they're doing so i always wanted to be, be a storyteller and i knew that that would help with that well, if you were living in chelsea before you were an ra were you living on campus or were you commuting through? no i was i mean keep in mind in 1994 ny was still a commuter school and there was four or five dorms at the time so my first two years i was in reuben and then I was uh, in Seventh Street. Is that still a dorm? It is. And then my senior year, I was uh, in Weinstein, which we called at the time the Joe. And I'm, I bet, you know, but that was a good name. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't stick. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of that. I'm going to start calling it the Joe. We're going to bring it back. Well, I'll, I'll, here's something that people may not know about Weinstein: that uh, there's Upstein. But back in my day, it was a basketball court. Mm-hmm. Um, are, you, are you serious? Yeah. So, um, and uh, the restaurant that is next to Cantor, I don't know what it is now, but it used to be a Krispy Kreme. So like four in the morning, the courtyard would smell with this, like it would just fill up with, with this sugar smell. People would just start uh, howling at the moon. Yeah. Um, and then I found out recently that there's a side steam. There is a side steam. What, that would And a down steam. Uh, yeah, yeah downstream. I didn't realize it was a side steam. We, we, we live in good times. We do live in good times, yeah. although yeah. I, I would like that Krispy Kreme back. Yeah. <laughs> I, in theory, but no, not, not in practice. In practice, it's not a, it was not good to have. So, uh. so Chris, what was it like to be an RA on the, on the Weinstein team at, back in the day? Um, you know, uh, if one word came to mind, it would be just being scrappy. I think that uh, Weinstein uh, just inherently has some strikes against it in terms of just reputation. But oh man, we worked our butts off just to make sure people were happy, they were safe, that they got a chance to find themselves. Uh, it was, you know, I, being able to, um, uh, you know, I, I never thought I was a policeman. I never thought I was, you know, I, I try and do things very laterally. I, I try and just let people know, like, I'm the authority here, but I'm not authoritarian. And uh, it was such a great experience to meet people. And um, 
Uh, yeah, I, I, it, it was great. I, I think the thing for me that was a little weird was the um, sometimes it sits it, it sets in like oh wait a minute I gotta you know make sure if something goes wrong and you know when you're an RA you gotta take someone to the hospital you gotta do this and, and th- those are the times where you, you go into crisis mode and you have to act very very serious but besides that though that that didn't happen as often as I I don't think it was ever um, like an episode of ER or something like that it was you know you no know, it was good what kind of relationship did you have with your residents while you were an RA I had the weirdest tamest floor. Wow. Um, except for June and Angela. June lived on one end of the hall. Angela lived on the other. And they would just yell each other's name. June, Angela. That was like, that's literally the only issue I have that people just didn't like. And you know, there was no cell phones. You couldn't page someone. So that was the, you know, 1997 equivalent of a text was yelling someone's name down the hallway. <laughs> and that got a little excessive at, uh, you know, at 930 at night. But besides that, though, everybody is just, I, I, I lucked out. I, you know, I, I don't know how I got so lucky. They were, they were great, and they were participants. They were uh, kind enough to play in whatever bizarre event that I had or, or things like that. So people were game. Did you use any of these students as characters uh, for your comedy or for any of the things that you oh, you've got created <laughs> later, on, later on? I think the only, thi- the, only, the only thing that I think I borrowed from was there was a guy named James who I still keep in touch with, and he is uh, a visual artist. He has, he has stuff in, uh, I think, a DF Beacon. He's all over the place. And um, he was not a film major, and he said, Chris, you have to do me a favor. You look Filipino. I know you're not Filipino, but when my mom comes, I need you to tell her that you're Filipino. It's okay for me to switch film majors. I was like, I can't do this, man. So she, she comes, and I talk to her, and she's like, okay, you know what? I really appreciate it. You look like you, you know what you're doing, so I will, I will uh, I'll, I'll let James switch film majors. Where are you from in the Philippines? I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, no. So I said, um, downtown. And that, was, that, that worked. That was good that enough worked. where she's like, you know what? James made the effort, and it's good enough of a lie for me. And I think maybe to this day, I, I may have uh, blew up James's spot. I mean, she might retroactively take away his uh, um, his degree, but uh, that's that's the only one time where I was like, yeah, that that seems like you know the the guy that tries to pawn off other ethnicities on other people seems like the one. But besides that, I don't think I, I necessarily tapped into anybody my relative my, my uh, residents. Okay, I mean, I'm I probably will when I'm writing films. Seriously? Yeah. Well, not like. I'll, I'll borrow okay. stories, change names, yeah, yeah, change yeah. atmosphere. Okay. But there, there's, you know, it's a fun time. Absolutely. Def- yeah, you know, how can you not? And some great characters. Definitely. There, there really are. And so much drama. I always say that I'm directing the largest drama off-Broadway. This is true. This is <laughs> true. An entertaining drama, for sure. <laughs> well, not always, but yeah, some days. So what was it like to be at NYU at that period of time where it was before really the residential piece, right? Yeah. Um, and you're in another city, and even Manhattan was a little bit different in certainly Washington Square, yeah. not like it was in the 70s or early 80s, but... Um, yeah, no, it, it's funny too, because it it was, uh, you know, like go watch Taxi Driver. It, you know, the, the New York City was a bad place in the 70s and 80s. So 1994, I, I think, uh, during the Giuliani administration, things were at a, at a cost. Things were, were cleaned up. But, uh, you know, uh, to put things in perspective, in 1994, I was a freshman. Pulp Fiction just came out. So the notion of, you know, this indie filmmaker could shake, you know, rock things and shake the boat. It was an exciting time to be a filmmaker. 
Um, I think around that time, 97, 98, English Patient won Best Picture that was edited uh, using uh, nonlinear editing, like the notion of, of the, the birth of digital technologies. 98 also, too, was the internet bubble. You know, there was a lot of just stuff happening that, in retrospect, we make fun of. But I remember it like I lived through it. So I was like, well, at the time, it, 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 it was, you know, it's one of those weird things where we, we look back and, you know, my grandfather fought in World War II and, you know, and, and you know, people have certain things in history. And I'm very proud to say that I feel like I, I'm, I, people will look back at stuff that I was a part of and they'll see it in a history book in terms of uh, things on the internet or, or even just impacts of, of how the city operates. Now, I've, uh, the change is now. Um, so it was it was great, and the, the the things that I saw in '98 in terms of the introduction of digital technology it, it started there, and is is just reaping the benefits today. Let's talk a little bit more about that change. So now that we talked about your RA career, now let's talk a little bit about the industry. And so you graduate from NYU, and, and you're going to go into the film industry. What's that first step that you take? Well, um, and I think this is going to be also for Ben something to keep in mind is that. This is, uh, th there couldn't be a better opportunity to be in, in film. And if you're scared, if you're nervous, I'm going to quote uh, Counselor Troy from Star Trek Next Generation. You should be scared and you should be nervous. You're a human being and, you, and emotions are good. It's what you do with them is, is what you have to be concerned about. So as long as the fear doesn't cripple you, mm -hmm. um, then you should be afraid because that means you care about it. If you weren't afraid about it, you should be afraid. You know, you, you need to be concerned about these things. But I, um, in my senior year had a job. I, in my sophomore year, I had an internship that in my senior year, when I had another internship, someone from the internship sophomore year was there and hired me on the spot. So I was working literally the day after college and uh, I was working on film sets and if you work on a film set, it's, it's very rare that I hand out, well, nowadays it, I, I do more resumes, but back in the day, I didn't really hand out a lot of resumes because if you knew someone and you were working, you just kept working, kept working. So I, I hit the ground running. I was uh, very, very, very busy very, very quickly. And then, bizarrely enough, I was asked to teach at NYU, so I was splitting my time between being an adjunct professor in 1999 and also working in the industry, and it, it bizarrely worked out really well. Um, I wouldn't say I was lucky. I wouldn't say that lightning struck twice. I think that if you're good, um, people are asking me like, oh, you know, there's so much great filmmaking going on nowadays. Why is that? And the answer is there's always been good filmmaking. It's just more opportunities to put those films on, on air. Hulu, Netflix, mm -hmm. there's just crazy amounts of production being done. There, there's no more seasons. Just everything's being made. So... Uh, yeah, I got a job immediately with a company called Troma. They're the people that made Toxic Avenger. They're the people that made Surf Nazis Must Die. They made a lot of like schlocky B stuff, but uh, they, they were cult following. Uh, and and it was a, a and I was the I immediately graduated and was an office manager because the guy knew me as a as a production assistant. And it's like you're good. I'm and, and literally just I was hired on the spot. Somebody yelled at me about copying something wrong, and like three hours later, I was their boss. <laughs> and uh, I said, let's start fresh. I didn't, I didn't hit him with any, like, get me coffee. I, I was like, look, hey, mistakes happen. Let's, uh, let's reset. So it, it worked out okay. That's yeah, incredible. That's great. Did, I know that you got into editing. How did you get from that job to then get into, like, the editing part of the industry? In 2000, I was asked to learn a new editing program called Final Cut Pro. Mm -hmm. And I said, why me? Well, why me? I was the youngest 
teacher there by like 20 years. So who were they going to give it to? Like they were going to have like a 50 year old learn Final Cut Pro. <laughs> so I locked myself in a room for a month and learned the, the software. And, you know, I, I, in a nutshell, my success in life has come from someone looking at me and going, I think you can do that. So I had no aspirations to be an editor. And also keep in mind, an editor in the year 2000, like, I, I, what, what does that mean exactly? Final Cut was not in existence. So I fell into editing. Someone thought I was good at it. Um, and uh, uh, I'm more of a generalist. I, I, I do primarily edit, but I, I produce, I, I write, I direct uh, cinematography. So I'm kind of a, a jack of all trades. That's awesome. So, and, so editing, at the time it was film. Or was it video at the time as well? Uh, at, in 2000, it was uh, short films for festivals. It was more the potential of what could happen. And then um, I was editing for one of the very first web series ever created. It was called The Berg. And it was invented by Tom Woodley and um, uh, Kathleen Grace. And Kathleen Grace went on to work for Ron Howard and Tom Woodley is now, I, I think, is doing uh, advertising. So they, you know, they, again, they're 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 good in the industry. But they, you know, they, they predate YouTube. I worked on this thing, and um, that was one of my first paychecks. Uh, they got sponsored by Motorola, and I remember someone saying, "You got paid for that?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I did, I did," and uh, I cashed that check as soon as I could. After you left NYU, did you ever think that you would come back? No, no. Um, it's bizarre. You know, again, I, uh, I, I, that's where I feel I'm lucky. I've been very, I, I'm amongst people that are Oscar winners and Emmy winners. And, you know, you go to the IMD page and you have to scroll. Um, and although I offer value, I do feel that I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, uh, the company that I'm with is just stellar. Like I'm, you know, I, I'm, I, I enjoy my job. I enjoy coming into work every day. How have students changed uh, since 98? Oh, man. There's no nice way of putting it. There's a fragility, uh, a bizarre fragility where, um, it, it, you know, I, I, I come from that generation where, you know, the, 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 uh, Ben, the, the, these stories are true. The kid would be sat in the corner with the dunce cap. The, the teacher would walk around with the, the, the ruler and, and bat you in the back of the head and call you some sort of horrible name and, and call you stupid. I lived among that. that yes, I, it happened. I was called dog by my math teacher. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I, I yeah. bet there was no affection in any capacity based on that. None. Um, there was like a, a meanness, and I remember it being a part of that, and I certainly don't bring that meanness to the classroom. Um, but I do remember just like like falling in line and 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 having to um, uh, 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 steal myself if I if I needed to survive this math class or this mean French teacher, and uh, you know uh, I, I do have a number of students in which certain imagery is so overwhelmingly uh, shocking to them that they they have to leave the room or the thoughts of certain concepts they have to leave the room, and it's been hard to, to figure out how to make that approachable, especially if someone just can't even be the room. So that, that's where my job is hard, that besides being a teacher, I'm also kind of a counselor and kind of a, a, a mental health, not professional, but someone that has to have mental health in mind when I'm, I'm dealing with them. And it's not good or bad. It's just the, the, the way things are right now. So that's been, that's been a very big issue uh, that the faculty is trying to figure out. Because are you still the 
freshman head of like faculty member? Yes, I'm the the freshman area head. So if freshmen have any issues, uh, they they can they can come to me as a point person, and also too I check in with the faculty to make sure that the learning experience is a is a uniform one across the board. And if they have any questions, a lot of a lot of a lot of adjunct teachers in the freshman year. So I try and also just be a a resource for them if they have if they have teaching pedagogy questions. Yeah, because I do know my first year. I, w- I my last name's F, so I was in the sound semester first semester. So I had made friends by the end of first semester, going into wanting to do frame and sequence. And I do remember that the cool class to be in was CCR's mm-hmm. frame and sequence class. And I was so mad because I, right before my registration time it had filled up, um, I ended up with Carlos de Jesus, and I was still happy, but. That was my first impression of you, or that you were the, the coolest professor to be with oh. for, in, for the freshman frame and sequence. Uh, that's very kind. I, I don't know, I, I, you know, again, I, I have a certain level of disdain with the things that I do. It's like the, that old uh, Groucho Marx comment, I was like, I don't want to be a part of a club that would have me as a member. So I, I don't really like worry about my job. Like I teach it the way I want to teach it. If someone's like, you can't teach it anymore. I was like, okay, you know, then, then it's not for me. So I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm honest. I do the best I can. I look some in the eye and go, you got to do this. You got to do that. I'm being fair. Carlos was my mentor. Uh, you know, he's, you know, he's incredible. Yeah. He, he's been a father figure to me since I was 17 years old. So I, uh, I, you know, I owe almost everything when it comes to visual literacy and storytelling. Uh, from that man. So uh, I envy you for you being able to take Carlos's class. I wish I could take Carlos's class. <laughs> Maybe you could, t- you also have a, a business as, as well. You're doing lots of other things besides teaching. Yeah, yeah. I am, um, I used to have a production company, which uh, we, we um, there's a great expression by can't remember. Oh, Hugh Laurie. Yeah. And Hugh Laurie said that when you're a kid, the first impression you do is of your dad. You're a little kid. You put on dad's big shirt and you run around the house and you, you pretend you're dad. And then one day you put the shirt on and it fits you. And that's what happened to all the people in the production company. We all became fathers. We all raised families and we're like, we can't do this anymore. And um, or that's what they said, because uh, <laughs> I am uh, married to filmmaking and all my relationships are cheating on filmmaking because that's who I'm married to and I'm a workaholic and, and that's, you know, I, I'm going to die on the job. So uh, the production company got disbanded, but we did a lot of stuff. But currently, I am a writer for comic book resources. I edit uh, videos for Screen Rant. Um, I shoot stuff and edit stuff for New York Historical Society. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very busy in general. I'll, I'll work at NYU, uh, go pick up my kid, come home, uh, tuck her in, have leisure for like an hour, and then start my second job from 9 to like 11.30, uh, and then take like a break, you know, eat, uh, and then start my third job from like, you know, midnight until like 1.30 or 2, and then take that solid nap, wake up at 6, and start again. So, uh, yeah, so I got a lot of stuff going on. What what stands out for you as a great artistic project? Well, that's a that's an excellent question because I think people are, you know, people want they want to know how they can make something good, and I, I always make the analogy of if you went to your doctor and you said, doctor. I'm going to get rid of my organs. What's the one organ I need to keep? Like, what's the good one? And the doctor's like, what are you talking about? You need all your organs. So the same thing to like a good film or a great project is that it's, it's not the one thing, it's the process. And that's what makes it great. When someone is able to 
and this is where students they hate the conversation where the film is awful but they've learned so much. I look at them and go, good job. I'm like, what are you talking about, good job? I say, well, no, you, you learn not to do this again, and you, you walked away with a better understanding of how to relate to people, or you now know scope, and you learn the hard way, but you learn. So great job. But they're looking at me like, but this failed. A great project is when you walk away um, like The Hero's Journey. The Hero's Journey by Joseph uh, Campbell is the hero starts, ends their journey, and they're not better or worse. They're different. So I want everyone to be a hero and, and just have a transformative experience with everything that they do. So a great project is that they're, they're smarter than when they started. And if the movie is good, well, that's, that's, that's cool, but I'm really more concerned about people learning from the, the process. The program does a very good job of that. There's a lot of, a lot of learning through many, many failures that you do throughout the four years. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but certainly, and you know, let's be blunt, when you're paying a lot of money for college, you, you, you don't want to be uh, making failures, you you want to hit your three points every single time. Mm-hmm. So like when you miss a three point, and uh, the coach is like, "Good job," and your parents are like, you, "You didn't yeah, hit that three point." Like, yeah. yet, <laughs> you know how much money that three point cost me that you missed? Go go shoot a three point. But then I'm telling you, don't worry about shooting the three point. Just worry, worry about the the style of it. And it's like that don't make no sense. So <laughs> it's hard. You know, it really is. And and you know, I I know that everything every shot has to count. But I can tell you right now that in the industry, no one rewards you for, you know, well, I mean, in the industry, you do fail upwards sometimes, but but college is where you get it out of your system. So I'm proud to say that I made the worst movies when I was a student. People monologued and pontificated and everything was heavy handed. And I don't do that anymore because I did it. And, uh, you know, so if anyone unearths any of my student films, that's blackmail material right there. So (laughs) I got to be careful. Can you tell us um, your most memorable moment in your career? What are you most proud of? My most proud moment is Kimberly and Tomas. Kimberly and Tomas met in my class, and they have two children. So if someone told me, oh, Chris, you got to pack it up, that's, that's the story I'm going to carry with me to go. It was all worth it. That, that if they, I, I mean, I, don't, I was not matchmaker. Um, I did not. Have, but the fact that they, I remember a time in my class where they, knew each other but now they're married and have kids that that to me is the the that i i participate in that in some capacity I, and, and um you know when they post kids the pictures of their kids online you know it makes me think about when they were 18 years old in my class and if they only knew years later they'd be you know married with kids you know so it's it's nice to see that that's i would say that's hands down greatest accomplishment were they together in your class no 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 no. oh <laughs> i don't think no I, I i now regret saying it that way is like oh no they hate each other i think they were friendly i think they they knew each other um but uh yeah i think that's uh, that's it so do you still stay in contact with uh, other ra alums from weinstein a good number of them. Um, uh, uh, one guy named George uh, I keep in touch with. He uh, opened a restaurant. Uh, we, we talk from time to time. Uh, a woman named Keisha. Uh, we talk from time to time. Uh, there's this guy named uh, Matt Knox. And we, I try and talk to him from time to time. He's a little uh, elusive. But this guy is like one of the most genius dudes. I, I, want, I want it recorded. I wanted to go on record. This guy was like the smartest most intense dude, uh, and uh, so I try and keep in touch with him. So I would say there are a couple of people that I, d- I have literally have no idea about, like where the, uh, Pierre, I don't know uh, what's up happening with him. May, I haven't talked to in a very long time. 
Uh, Hillary, I don't think I, I, I heard hide nor hair from. But otherwise, everyone else, I, I kind of just through six degrees hear about them. And everyone's doing, uh, I think, very, very well, and, and rightfully so. Everybody was just so talented. And um, uh, one former RA, I think, is, uh, yeah, Tony. Tony's writing for Batman. I was like, oh, I, oh that's I, it. I was like, I know that guy. Was, was Tony in film when he was here? Yes, yes. Yeah, I think it was maybe a year or two ahead of me. So, we, you know, in, in, in Passant, we knew each other. But, uh, yeah. Well, and I hear that you're going to see some of these former RA colleagues uh, coming up. Well, yeah, we have a reunion coming up. So uh, the hashtag is Joe20 because uh, Weinstein was the Joe uh, back in, in the day. And uh, I think it's going to be uh, maybe like a cross between uh, Real Housewives, uh, maybe a, a little bit of... Um, uh, you know, one of the Fast and Furious movies, maybe like the 13th one, maybe 14th one, I don't know. But it's going to be great because I, I think that everybody at the end of the day were um, good people that cared a little bit more about someone else than themselves, and that's what made them such good RAs. And um, yeah, yeah, like Ronnie I think I know about, and, and uh, who else? Pia. Yeah, I think everyone's doing really good, so it would just be good to, to see people face-to-face and, and give people some hugs. It's going to be good. That's phenomenal. Um, we're going to go to speed round now. A Let's chance do it. for you oh, yeah. to uh, yeah. answer some of our questions. We'll go. Uh, first question is, what was your favorite tradition at NYU? I think maybe seeing street performers in Washington Square Park is probably my favorite tradition. Cool. All right. Real talk. Favorite NYU teacher? I'm going to say Carlos de Jesus, my favorite teacher of all time. Best dining hall? Well, Ruben doesn't have a dining hall anymore. I found it the hard way. It's now a classroom because I, I stared in the window and then like a teacher was looking at me. He's like, what? <laughs> Wait, Ruben had a dining hall? Did, yeah, what yeah. changes has that been when you done? It was eight years ago or so. It wasn't um, that long ago. Uh, I don't think it's called uh, uh, Hayden anymore. Is it Lipton? That's Lipton, correct. Yeah. yeah, because the if you if you know your Adam Sandler history, the Lunch Lady song was about the Lunch Lady from Sophia. Hayden Dining Hall. Yes. Oh, I didn't. I did not. She know retired that. probably about eight years ago too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, I don't think she's around anymore. Um, best NYC place to hang. Best place to hang in New York City. Yeah. There is uh, a number of tiny parks in um, Midtown, and there's one park around 48th Street or so that has a, a circular walkthrough that's through a waterfall. And I used to love going there as a, a kid, and I still go there now. I bring that my was, kid there. That was through, that you go through the waterfall? There's, there's like a weird barrier that goes between two buildings, and there's a cut through, but that barrier has a waterfall, so you're walking through a, a, a glass tunnel. Oh, so you're not um, like actually like bathing in the water that's coming out. I mean, one could. Yeah. I would not say to do that. <laughs> um, but that's one of my, my, my hidden gems. That or, or the community gardens on the Lower East Side, I think, is a very close second. Mm-hmm. Any celebrity sightings when you were an undergraduate here? Every day, because in the East Village, West Village, that's that was, you know, you're a college student and you're up till one, two in the morning. You're going to see Dave Chappelle. You're going to see Seinfeld. You're going to see um, uh, Will Ferrell, you know, cast a Saturday Night Live. So I, it, it, and, and what's cool is that you, you get the, the celebrity New York City nod. You look at them and they, they got a place to go. You got a place to go to. You just nod at them. They nod back at you. And it's like, that's as good as a signature. Like, I'm good. That, I'm, that you know. is. That is. Um, did you have a part-time job while you were here? I was a work study, so I worked at ITP, and then I also was a, 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 a ambassador, an admissions ambassador. 
while being an RA and a film major at yeah. the same time. Yeah, and also I was doing Remember, the comedy. Look at his his life. Now. Oh no, he I can hear handle it. that then. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I was uh, I was busy. Yeah, absolutely. Finally, what was your most memorable RA experience? I think there was like a weird thing of, of vandalism on my floor where I think something was either ripped down or something was, was marked up or something like that. And um, I later found this out because when my residents found out that happened, they didn't want me to know about it. So they cleaned it up and they, you know, they replaced it or something. I was like, why does this look different? It's oh, it's not different. And then I found out weeks later that I was like, oh, by, by the way, like something happened and we thought you'd get upset. So we, we thought we'd take care of it. And I thought that was just the the sweetest gesture that they were concerned about me opposed to like, hey, Chris, go clean this up. And that, 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 that's, that comes to mind. Christopher, thanks so much for spending some time with Tom and I to discuss your journey and where your life after NYU has taken you. As always, thanks to our listeners who can stay connected with RA alums who are living the dream school alumni version life. Chris, a pleasure, truly. I heard lots of great things about you, and now I get to hear them from you about what a great role model, teacher, educator, uh, and artist that you are. And so thank you very much for spending some time. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Special thanks to our engineer, our editor, and the guy who put this all together, Craig Jolly, who's here in the studio with us live in 726 Broadway. I couldn't have done this whole project without him, and I sincerely thank him. And also the professional staff and alums like Craig who helped RAs like Chris develop skills along the way. If you like tonight's show, look for more content on the website. And if you want to know more about RA's favorite books, I still read them all. Go to whatthey'rereading.blogspot.com. Until next time, think about how you create your own film production of your life today and every day. Thank you.